Gentlemen, welcome to Cartridge. The first rule of Cartridge Club is you do not talk about Cartridge Club. The second rule of Cartridge Club is you do not talk about Cartridge Club. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 10 of the Cartridge Club. Uh, looking back nine months ago, I wouldn't have believed this was going to happen. Uh, so I'm really happy to be here. And the reason we started the club was so that we could get a chance to hang out with people and make some friends. And the three guests we have today, I am happy to say, are easily three of the closest friends that I've made since uh, since we started the club and since we got into YouTube. So I'm very excited to be talking to these three gentlemen today for the game of the month. So I'm going to jump right into introducing them. And returning guest, uh, always welcome, honorary bro. First up, we have Kevin Buried on Mars. Hey now, how's it going, everybody? Good, sir. Good. Welcome back, Kev. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. How many times have you been on now, Kevin? This is number four. Wow. Yeah. Episode ten out of t- four out of ten. So I guess I'm uh, hitting four hundred. That's pretty good. Yeah. You've actually been on more episodes than games I've beaten. <laughs> <laughs> How many have you beaten? Uh, I don't want to talk about that. All right. <laughs> I did beat this month, though, and I will discuss that. You did? <laughs> I did. Yeah. Oh, I thought you gave up. I did give up, and then I went and I played a couple of rounds of Mario Kart, and uh, I was chastised heavily on Twitter by our good friends uh, NES Complex and Vintage Video Game Geek, good. so I went back to beat it <laughs> to uh, say that I had. Okay, nice. perfect. Good. Yeah. So, uh, Kevin, you want to tell anybody, uh, check out your channel, anything at all to say? Uh, yeah, I'm Buried on Mars on uh, YouTube. You can go check out my channel there and do all sorts of uh, interesting and fun stuff uh, regarding uh, video games. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. If you like me on this podcast, then go check out my channel. <laughs> you definitely should. This channel is great. It's one of the uh, one of the better shows out there. And it's very under uh, undersubscribed. Got that right. And Couldn't s- agree more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of undersubscribed, our next guest, uh, for whom it is currently very early in the morning or very late at night, depending on uh, your point of view, Coming all the way from the land of the, the rising sun and the, the sleeping family, we have Rambox. What's up, everybody? Thanks for having me back. Oh, we're happy to have you back. You were uh, such a big hit on the Christmas episode that we knew we wanted to get you back as soon as we could. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So why don't you tell our listeners, uh, tell them about your channel, tell them uh, how they can check you out, and uh, give them just a, a brief overview of the Chronicles of Mr. Vox, because it's a fantastic series, and I don't think enough people are watching it. Ah, well, um, yeah, I'm on YouTube. My channel is called Ramvox. It's two words, R-A-M-V-O-X. And, uh, yeah, I I guess the thing about me is I live in Japan, so I do talk a lot about Japanese games. But, uh, you know, I just talk about gaming in general. Um, The Chronicles of Mr. Vox is basically a summary of what I do in a month. Um, Pickups, games I've played, just things that are on my mind. So uh, I, I will be filming another one next next week, I believe, is the the, uh, the scheduled time for that. But uh, yeah, just uh, go to YouTube, check it out, and you'll see what it's all about. Perfect. It's a great show. Um, I love seeing what you're into in the month, seeing what's going on. And I, I like the personal touch that we get from your channel. Because uh, there was a comment on your last video, because you had mentioned how it was your fifth take and you punched yourself in the head. And uh, somebody asked about editing and why you didn't edit it. And I think your response was, uh, it's all you or it's just real Vox or something like that. 
Um, I said, I'm for reals. That's what it was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that, because this is what I have to say, and take it or leave it, I'm not going to cut out the good bits, or cut out the bad bits, and make it seem like, a, like I'm something I'm not. So I, uh, I really enjoy that about it. Well, we'll see what kind of injuries I give myself next week when I record this thing. <laughs> that is well, the best thing about your channel. It's really genuine, and you really get a sense that you know it's a passion for you and a hobby. So, yeah, I don't like have just... time for editing, so it's 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 as raw as it comes, and that is refreshing. Yeah, I like it a lot. I really enjoy it. And if you go check it out, you will enjoy it too. I promise you. And if you don't, I will give you back your money one hundred percent. Last up. Um, we have probably the earliest adopter of the Cartridge Club. This is a, uh, a fellow gamer who jumped on board with both feet right from the beginning. And a little-known fact is that every month, the picture uh, that we post on our Facebook page, and it's also the icon for the podcast, uh, it's the game of whatever the month is, in front of a photo of the Cartridge Club in front of a massive wall of games. Uh, and that's not actually ours. That's Those photos every month have been done by this gentleman, uh, la- ladies and gentlemen, I give you. This is such an awkward introduction. The lasagna <laughs> from round two. Hey guys, thanks for having me back on. Thanks, thanks for, for being coming here. back, Dean. Uh, glad the bribes are working. You're <laughs> no, it's uh, it's been great. This is my third episode. Um, I was on episode two, the Silent Cast, where we talked about uh, Silent Hill two, and then episode five, where we talked about uh, Symphony of the Night. Now back for episode ten, Shadow of the Colossus. So. Right Not on. really a pattern there. All games that start with S's, I guess. So if you guys do oh. Shenmue or Sonic or <laughs> Star Wars Shining Force, nothing was super in it. Yeah. I didn't even notice that. But yeah. yeah, if you keep going the way you're going, we're going to be the one bribing you soon because your channel is like exploding, man. Yeah, yeah. It's growing really fast. I started again in uh, in January. And I know I talked about this on some of the other uh, episodes, so I won't go into too much detail. But uh, just doing a lot of memorabilia reviews. Um, not only do I collect games, I collect uh, a lot of the uh, figures and, and memorabilia that come along with them. So, And this month's been really good. I have a, a really good uh, pickups episode coming up here uh, where I got uh, a really cool Mario figure, a Tanuki suit. Uh, that was limited edition from first four figures. Oh, nice. And they only made uh, 750 of them, so I got uh, number 245. Holy crap, that's amazing. So was, yeah, really, really happy to get that. But, uh, yeah, if you like memorabilia and, and collecting outside of the video games, uh, yeah, definitely check out my channel, Round 2 Gaming Channel, on YouTube. Yeah, it's definitely worth a look, because uh, just hide your wallet when you go over to trust me. <laughs> <laughs> No doubt. All right, so those are our guests. Uh, we're happy to have them here, and I know those three gentlemen are all very excited to talk about this game, and I know that my brother has been patiently waiting to re-announce what it is, and uh, so I'm going to turn things over to him. Uh, player two, why don't you tell everybody what we played this month? All right, till this month, which is June, wow, uh, we've been playing Shadow of the Colossus, and uh, it originally came out back in 2005, but has recently been released for the PlayStation 3 with an HD collection, so... Pretty available for anybody who's really interested in it. And this is a game that has been back on our uh, our backlog for, for years now. So it was an awesome time to finally get a chance to play it. Because i got to tell you, the game is amazing. And really, anybody who doesn't like it, uh, I'm, not what, uh, I'm not sure what to say about their mental state. but uh, It's probably uh, quite healthy and sane. <laughs> so we'll get into that in a bit. But yeah, it's by Team Ico or Eco. You know, they created Eco. And, uh, and yeah, this is pretty much, uh, I don't want to say a prequel. We'll get into this later. 
But anyway, amazing game. Happy to play it. I'm just curious, did anybody here play it before? Um, let's go ahead and start with, uh, with you, Dean. Did you play this game before, or was this your first time through? No, this is uh, my second time through. I played the first time. Man, it had to have been 2008, maybe. I played it. Uh, that's around the time I really started collecting for the PS2. And I wanted to start playing some games, so I said, well, I'll just make a, a randomizer and, and randomly select a game from my shelf. Uh, very similar to what I do on my YouTube channel. Nice. And the uh, the first game that was uh, selected was Shadow of the Colossus. So I played that and uh, loved it. That's awesome. But what are the odds I, of that? That coming up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think uh, at the time I kind of regret. You know, I was I was playing through these games and I I was really in the habit of uh, following walkthroughs. Not so much for tactics, but for like collecting and making sure I get all the collectibles. Right. So I figured out about the lizards very early on. I figured out about the apples and, and, and the fruits. And I kind of wish I had figured that out on my own because I know some of you guys did that. And uh, yeah, just through the forums or just by luck, you guys uh, stumbled across these things. And I kind of wish I had that experience too. But going through it this time, it was kind of a relearning. Uh, I didn't remember a whole lot from the first playthrough. So it was good. Awesome. Did you uh, find it much different than... Because you have played the PlayStation 2 one originally. Did, did you play the HD one this time? Yeah, I played that uh, PSN. It was free for a while on PSN uh, as a free download. Oh, and nice. uh, yeah, it was it, it was really good. I, I think it really stood up. I know we can talk about the, the test of time later on, but for sure, uh, for sure. I, I definitely think it was a, a really, really good experience this time around as well. Okay, great. All right, how about uh, how about you, Kevin? Did uh, Is this your first time through? No, I uh, definitely played it before, and... Uh... Absolutely uh, loved it. Um, you know, I guess we'll get more into it later as right. well. But I'm, I'm really glad I played. Uh, is it Ico sure. or Eco? <laughs> I'll, I'll say Eco. 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 Eco? That's the Ico? So it's got to be Eco. Okay, perfect. I've played Ico before. I played this one, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm really glad I did. I'm glad I played that before I played this one. Right on. How about, uh, how about you there, Mr. Vox? Is this your first time through it? It is. In fact, I think it was the first episode of my, my Chronicles videos where I, I showed it as a pickup. I had gotten a PS2 copy for about 50 yen, which is 50 cents. And uh, I, in that video, predicted that it might someday be a Cartridge Club <laughs> game. And I think very quickly after, I got a message from P1 saying, hey, check out... Uh, the forums and sure enough <laughs> that's awesome i had my chance to sit down and play it which was great i was uh, looking forward to playing it and uh, it was a lot of fun getting to experience it with everybody else in, in the club so i think that added a bit to the enjoyment factor of it that's awesome 50 cents wow so so that means you played the original version then, not the hd that's cool so we'll hear a couple different perspectives nice how about uh, how about you p1 is this your uh, your first time through uh, yeah, this is my first time through, and uh, I, because I was away for uh, part of the time when this game started, I hadn't actually spent much time on the forums, and I just now found out that you could uh, hunt down lizards and fruit for an increase. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm starting to wonder if maybe I would have uh, had an easier go of it uh, had I done any of that. I just thought they were uh, amusing atmosphere added for uh, for effect. <laughs> Don't worry, huh. not many of us knew. <laughs> you're, you're not, uh, you're not alone. Yeah. So yeah, this was my first time. I uh, when they announced it, everybody that I know that has played this game raves about how how amazing it is and how it's a must play and you have to see it. So when they when they did the HD release, I was very excited because it it gave me an opportunity to 
to pick it up and to play it. And I bought it, and I never played it. So luckily the club gave me that opportunity to see uh, this quote-unquote masterpiece that uh, everyone's been talking about. All right, well, let's get right into that P1. <laughs> I'm sensing some disdain. I'm sensing you may not be too fond of the game. Uh, go ahead and share with us your thoughts. <laughs> it's, uh... I'm indifferent. Uh, I enjoyed the game. I I had fun. Uh, initially, a lot of fun. I really liked how barren everything was and how my cell phone is still turned on. I really like... <laughs> That's rude. That's rude. Like, it is rude. I'm sorry. I mean, consider it. I don't know. I like... I It, it really drew, grabbed me at first. And then I kept waiting to find out more. Like, who is this girl? And they never tell you who this girl is. Um, so it's sort of left to you to figure out. But I think because of that, it, it detracted from the game for me because I felt no attachment to her and I, I wasn't driven on. Like, I didn't feel a need to continue hunting down these colossus or colossi. Um, to to bring her back to life. Which, for anybody who doesn't know, the story of the game is you show up, you're a guy on a horse, who, by the way, is my favorite character, and also my most hated character. Um, <laughs> you're a guy on a horse, and you're carrying this girl, and you lay her down on this altar, and you want to resurrect her and bring her back to life, and this voice from the heaven speaks to you and says, in order to do that, you're going to have to use that magic sword that you have, and you're going to have to kill these 16 colossus. And uh, once you do that, we can bring her back to life. So off you go. But at no point do they tell you who this girl is. She's just some girl. You're like, did I hit her with my car? Is it my kid? Is it my sister? Is it my wife? You know, I have no idea. Was she just some girl that was asleep and I, I picked her up at a party? I have no idea who she is. And, and that draws, like, I need to know that. With Pandora's Tower, which was another game where you were trying to save a girl, um, she you learn about her and you learn about her background and you talk to her, and you see that relationship building, and you actually get emotionally attached to her. And if you don't, you're a shell of a human being. But with this game, much like the environment is open and empty, so is the emotional attachment that I felt uh, for this this girl from the beginning. So very uh, interesting, you know, and a great segue into the story segment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just going to say you you're. After playing video games with you now for about 10 months, uh, I, I get the feeling you're the kind of gamer that really needs a strong story to motivate you to play a game. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I would say that's accurate. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like I, that, yeah. And we were, kind of, we were kind of talking to, to Ramblox a little bit before the, the recording, and he has an interesting perspective on, on the story. So, <laughs> so Ramblox, would you fill us in on that perspective? Yeah, your thoughts. Yeah, I feel exactly the opposite. Uh, <laughs> now I'm not I'm not bashing P1 for this because uh, I I will. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Please no, bash away. <laughs> when when I the kind of games I like are a bit more on the vague side. Not not that they don't have a story, but that the premise of the game serves as the story. When I play a game. And, and for the record, I, I am more into arcade style games. I like shoot-em-ups. I like beat-em-ups. I like, you know, on-rail shooters, things like that, where there is a story in place, but it's not constantly in your face. You're free to let your mind wander just a bit where you have enough to go on and you can play through the game knowing what your objective is, but 
the the vagueness and the fact that they're not constantly feeding you more information. I'm con- not constantly talking to other characters and getting more information. It lets my mind separate from the game a little bit so that I can, you know, put the pieces together myself. I can somewhat make the story for myself. I can see it how I want to see it. Now, now I'm not saying that they shouldn't try to give you a more interesting story, but it depends on the right combination of the premise and the gameplay and how it's all presented. And I think it works here. Yeah. I, I'm kind of in your camp too, because I'm the same way. Um, a lot of times I'm playing a game and I don't even care what the story is. I'm enjoying yes. the gameplay enough that it just doesn't matter. All I need is a premise. I even, uh, games that I absolutely love, like super Metroid, you know, I, they, they, Nintendo always seems to go out of their way to try to give those games some sort of overall story or arc, and I really don't need it. I just need the premise that Samus is on this planet. She doesn't have any, you know, any of her weapons, and she needs to get them, and that's what I need to do to progress through the game. And yeah, that's a perfect example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and not to change this into a Metroid conversation or uh, conversation, but. Um, you know, I, I feel that this game kind of has that. Uh, there's just enough of a drive that this girl needs help, and I need to do something to help this girl. I don't really need any more than that. Right. I completely agree. I mean, especially in a game like this where there is such little dialogue, you can pretty much reflect your own personal thoughts onto the game as much as you'd like. Now, with that, sorry, just I was going to say with that no, said, ahead. with that said, too, there are some games out there that I like. Um, the Walking Dead game, where story is the whole thing. Right. There isn't really much gameplay, and I feel that is really important in a game like like that. You know, so sometimes I feel like uh, story kind of it. Sometimes it fits, and sometimes it it uh, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like sometimes it's important because it's like it's such a huge part of the game, and sometimes it almost just doesn't matter. And I kind of feel in this game it almost really just didn't matter too much. But if you were looking for a deep story, you're not going to find it in this game. Right. But the thing is, these characters, they're such blank slates. Is You can pretty much, like, you are Wander, essentially, in these games. Because there's so little dialogue. It's just like Link being the silent protagonist. that And he's designed that way so that you can self-project onto him. And with this right. game, I find it very similar. And this girl can pretty much be anybody that you want it to be. It could be, you know, your mother, your your sister, your your you know significant other. It doesn't really matter. And it's that self projecting that I think helps you push and and care for this unknown character. And uh, I don't know. What do you think about that P one? Do you feel like that could possibly have been what they were going for? I think that's that's maybe the direction they were headed. That they wanted. Uh... They wanted gamers to, to like you said, uh, project their own their own feelings onto the character um, without saying, "Hey, this is." Because there are gamers out there who aren't going to know what it is to to feel like the the loss of a, a loved one, like a wife or a child. So instead of saying specifically, "This is your wife," and then having all those gamers who have no idea what that is like feel, "Well, I don't really know how it feels to want to save someone like that." Maybe they were trying to make it so it was all open up. Or maybe they were just trying to be vague because they feel like they have to be. <laughs> well, you see, I, I, got, I have this theory about this game, that this game is actually a huge metaphor for video games uh, overall. Um, the fact that they don't that they give you kind of this trope to progress through the game, and then as you progress through it, 
you know, what's your goal uh, in, a, in a video game generally is to beat all the enemies so you can accomplish this mission, so you can get it, so you can finish it. And the enemies in the game, these giant colossi, are not really evil. They're not really, they're not really bad. Um, maybe we should explain the premise of the game a little bit before we get too far. Sure. Am I jumping ahead? No, no. Um, do, do, do you mind if I do that? Uh, I'd love you to. Okay, sure. so uh, pretty much, okay, so you got to save this girl. And in order to do that, you got to defeat all these giant colossi. There's 12 of them, I believe, right? 16. 16. 16. Okay. So you got to beat 16 of them. You're never really given a reason why. You just need to know that you have to do this so you can get some power, and that's going to save this girl. Now, as I'm progressing through the game and as I'm beating these giant colossi, and they are these huge... It, they're, they're, it's almost like a game with 16 uh, bosses in it and nothing else. You don't That's really it. fight any enemies uh, in between. And as you go and fight these and take these uh, beasts down, um, they're, they're really docile. Like they're off into their own section of this open world. And they don't, they're not really bothering with you until you go up to them and you start, um, start hurting them. You know, you start jumping on them and you're stabbing them and that. And then they start getting really aggressive with you. Some of them are a little more aggressive. As soon as you get in their territory, they start attacking you. But if you left them alone, they wouldn't be bothering anybody. They're not hurting anybody. They're not, you know, taking over someone's village or anything like that. And as I'm I'm going, like, about the fifth colossi, I am like, why am I doing this to these things? Why am I hurting them? (laughs) You know, and it it was questioning me what I'm doing in this game. Like, these are essentially nothing they are just ai they're not anybody they're not feeling any pain but still as a human being i'm asking myself why am i hurting these things they're not hurting anybody what am i doing is this girl even worth saving she might be a complete jerk for all i know (laughs) and i think that uh lack of story works more um in favor of that you know if they gave you all this information like you know, like, no, indeed, like, what these things are doing is hurting this girl or whatever. Uh, maybe that element of the game might be missing. That's a good point. You really sort of question your morals. And the way that they designed the Colossus, like, they all have these big, blank, dopey stares. Like, you just can't yeah. help but feel sort of bad for them. Yeah, but, they're not really, like, being with the big fangs and everything. They're just, right. you know, like, giant panda bears. <laughs> Essentially, you're right. Yeah, I think it's that that feeling you just described is exactly what they were going for. Yeah. If there had been any more story to it, they would have to explain what these colossi are, what they're what they're doing, why it is exactly that you have to uh, attack them and, and defeat them. If they did that, then it would probably continue the the train of thought that a lot of people may have had when they first started playing this game years ago, and they didn't really know what it was about. Because you look at it and it's just you're this one guy and you have to fight these giant quote unquote monsters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the traditional way of thinking is that you are the hero right. and they are the villain. But these things haven't been villainized in any way. Right. So while you go into it thinking, oh, I'm this big, uh, you know, I'm, I'm this little guy and I'm going to take on these huge monsters. I'm going to feel like a, you know, I'm so proud of myself after doing this. And then you take down that first one. And it goes into slow-mo, and you see the blood spraying out, and he's dramatically falling to his knees and everything. I think that's... They wouldn't have been able to get that emotion out of you, that feeling of, oh, wait, what did I just do? 
right. if they had explained it too much or given you too much story. I completely agree. And, and the yeah, same right. goes with if they had fleshed out the girl's character. What if you didn't like who she was and suddenly killing these things isn't worth it? By leaving it a blank slate, you can make it so that character is worth it. No matter how you want to project your, your own thoughts onto it, you're going to make it so that girl is worth it. Yeah, I suppose, yeah, you could argue that way of thinking that, you know, Wander, the the main character in this, after he defeats the first Colossi, the second, the third, whatever, and you see exactly how they're falling and, and, and how the effect bad it might body. make you feel, yeah, the effect it's having on him, then that tells you that, all right, even though he is doing this and he is seeing exactly what the player is seeing, he knows he still has to do it because the girl is worth more than that. Right. As bad as it looks, he needs to go on. Exactly. What do you to- think, uh, Dean? What are your overall thoughts? I haven't heard much from you. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'm I, totally in uh, in Vox's side here. But I think the pacing really helps a lot um, with... With kind of the minimalist story, I mean, if you read some of the interviews with Ueda, originally it was intended to have 48 colossi. Oh, and then 48. It got, yeah, yeah. And there's there's a lot of designs. There's designs for 24 different colossi. They, they essentially cut it in half. And even then they felt it was a little too long. Um, and with this kind of, like I said, this minimalist storyline, not a lot of explaining, they felt it may have drug on a little bit too long. Oh, interesting. So, so by having the 16, they felt, or, and, and I agree that, you know, that, that's kind of the perfect amount. You, you don't get bored. You don't start questioning too much why you're doing this. Um, and before you know it, kind of the game is the game is over, and it rounds up quite nicely. So I, I like the story. I, I like asking myself these questions. You know, why am I doing this? Um, I like kind of theorizing, you know, who could this be? And and getting into the whole eco thing, is this related to eco in any way? Uh, you know, it's just fun that they didn't explain everything. And even looking at the the instruction manual of the game, I don't know if you guys have really looked at that, but it's it has nothing to do with story. There's no explanations of anything. It's essentially just you know twenty pages of controls. Wow. Yeah, and I'm happy to hear that because I did not look, and I was kind of hope, worried it would spoil some. So I'm happy to hear that it doesn't. So. With, so uh, P1, uh, gonna do you ask. feel like a total jerk uh, for uh, trashing the game, or what? You got? I didn't trash the game. I just said that I felt I could have used more. I oh, after you might hearing oil those uh, pedals, you know. <laughs> oh, I have much more to trash. Don't worry. <laughs> after uh, anybody who follows me on Twitter um, has a rough, rough sandpapery idea of what I felt about. Uh, some of the controls that we'll discuss. <laughs> but uh, I see I see the point of view you guys are making. And, yeah, with uh, because of the fact that you're you're killing these colossi and it's having a terrible... On, on the character itself, it, it essentially is... You can see him. Uh, you don't really notice it at first, but after about five or so, you start to notice your clothing is a little more haggard, your face is dirty, um, that you're going through actual physical changes. You start walking with your hand on your hip, is it almost as if you're hurting? Um, but he, I mean, obviously because it's the game, but he keeps going on because he knows that whatever it is, whatever the cost, bringing back this woman, whoever she is, is worth it to him. So I understand, yeah, I see, P2, you made a good point how if they, if you didn't like who she was, then you would just put the game down and you would say, you know what, I'm not going to keep killing these these gentle creatures, which is essentially what they are because they're not even trying to attack you really very few of them actually attack you most of them just sort of shake away 
as if you're clinging onto them like uh, like an insect, the way we would shake off a mosquito. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, I'll concede <laughs> that the story might be acceptable based in the overall scheme of the game. <laughs> all right. All right, so check one we'll take uh, that. for us. Yeah, we'll take that. <laughs> one in our column. No, you, you touched on a good thing, though, there, uh, P1. Did you guys all notice the, the changes that were happening to Wander? Yeah. The first yeah. time I played through the game, I didn't notice at all. Um, and then this time around, I, I don't know, maybe playing Dark Souls 2, I'm like, well, it's going hollow, but yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I started noticing, yeah, more and more uh, changes as you beat more and more Colossus. So I wonder yeah. if the, uh, the the transition to HD would have made it so it was more pronounced. Maybe you could just tell better. I don't know. I think it may, because I was playing the PS2 version and I really didn't see it um, probably until late in, maybe 10 Colossi down or so, mm-hmm. or maybe I just wasn't paying attention. Yeah, it is subtle as it goes along, but eventually it just becomes... Yeah, you can't miss it. But yeah, that's very interesting. So, well, that kind of pretty much sums up most of the story. But let's talk about maybe the characters, because there weren't that many characters in it. The whole game is pretty much revolves around this boy and his horse, really. Uh, you play as Wander, which is just a, a nameless character, really, who stumbles into this forbidden land to save this this woman as we described but you're with your horse throughout pretty much the entire game what's the name of the horse there Uh, mr buck argo argo that's what it is yeah so how did you guys feel about uh, maybe even the relationship between uh the boy and his horse or uh did you guys feel any emotional attachments to the horse how about uh, how about you dean what did you feel about the horse i hated that horse you did Um, yeah (laughs) I don't know. I'm probably in the minority here. I mean, I never really got that emotional attachment and uh, spoilers, but near the end when it kind of misses that jump, I, I really didn't find myself caring a whole lot. It, it was honestly, it was just the controls. I, yeah. I just, I, I hated the horse. I hated the, I'll agree with the that. Idea. I, didn't, I liked the horse personally. I, I liked how he was the nice loyal horse and he served his purpose. He was never in the way he was never, you know, overused or anything, but I, yeah, I, I could not control that thing. I was, leaping them off every little hill that I could manage to bump into as constantly. Was there like a car crash noise every time you bumped into something with him? Yeah, the horse was made of, of metal. It was some sort of sword. It's like ting, ting, ting every time you hit it. I didn't try that. I did try hitting the girl with the sword once. Oh, okay. oh yeah? It, it's yeah, actually a girl. Ting, 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 ting. The, the horse, uh, there's there's an yeah, interview with Ueda, and it's a, it's a female horse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I read that. Um, it's actually really cool if you uh, Vox, did you have a, a Eco on your memory card as well? No, no, I've never played Eco Okay, well if you have Eco on your memory card the, the pattern of the horse is actually different um, instead of having the diamond on the on the nose, I don't know what you call it it's actually the uh, eye from the Eco the, the symbol oh, No way, that's cool. neat yeah. hmm. Very cool Pretty neat. How about you, uh, um, Kevin, what did you think about the horse? Well, I, I... Uh, I guess she, I was going to say he, uh, <laughs> she was like a, a loyal dog. I, I really, you know, I, I liked uh, I liked her as a character. She reminded me of uh, uh, Link's horse, Eponia. Epona, Epona? Yeah. Yeah. Epona. Uh, so, you know, I guess I'm a little more forgiving. I, I didn't, you know, I forgave her for her sloppy controls because <laughs> in the end... Uh, I, it would be a lot of walking around in this game. True. <laughs> she got me from point A to point B. 
Yeah, you know, I'm in the same. She's like a, a like a handy uh, Honda Fit, I guess. You know, she's not a Porsche, <laughs> but she'll get you there. Gets the job done, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in the same boat, and I did feel the relation, uh, how it's kind of like Epona as well, and that's what I thought of from the whole game. So I think I had a little more of an attachment because I've always been a fan of Epona, but uh, it did take some time getting used to those controls, especially when you run into even like a branch or something and suddenly you're you're stopped. I used to hate stuff like that. But yeah. overall, I, I think I was a fan but uh, how about you, P1? I, like I said earlier, the horse was both my favorite and my least favorite character. Um, I didn't I make the, the attach the link to Epona, um, pun intended. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw the horse and Wander himself more as the relationship between uh, Atreyu and Artax from the Never Ending oh, Story. Oh, I was going to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, and even the horse's name, uh, Argo, or Argo, is like Artax and like Artax. Yeah, yeah. You know, she dies, and the hero yells out for them, uh, which to this day, is I'm getting goosebumps talking about it, is one of the most powerful scenes uh, in a movie for me, is that scene, the never-ending story. Everyone knew that whoever let the sadness overtake him would sink into the swamp. When, uh, I'm getting choked up, when Artax is stuck in the mud, you know, and Atreyu's like, come on, you gotta, you gotta pull through, don't let it get you. And, uh, even, I just need a second. <laughs> even, uh, that's crazy. <laughs> um, even it's like, uh, in that, in, in NeverEnding Story where they're going to fight the nothing, you're riding around in this gorgeous world, but there's really essentially nothing there. Um, it's just an empty world. And I liked that when you were riding around, if you just hit uh, X to get her up to speed, that the camera would sort of pan back and let you see what was going. And I liked that when I was doing uh, like the, the small bridges, she would stay on the course herself and I wouldn't have to correct it. Um, that was fun. I agree with you. Anytime you had to traverse woods or a small, um, like a small enclosed area, mm-hmm. you were it was hit or miss if you tried to control her. But I actually found that just 
hitting X once or twice to get her at a, just a, a little bit of a walk, she yeah. would navigate herself through a lot of those those areas, um, which I thought was really helpful and really cool because it sort of lets you sit back and, and enjoy the ride because the scenery was so good. But I think it's complete bullshit that they made you use that horse in two of the boss fights because when you need precise movements and you need to be able to <laughs> to determine what's happening and what direction you're going, uh, uh, you can't. There is no... Like you guys said, she had a mind of her own and it was... Those two fights were... Of the of all the boss fights, there was four that I... Um, three that I had a hard time with and one that I absolutely hated. Uh, we'll talk about it after. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I just you shouldn't the the fights when you have to control that horse made me hate that horse. Yeah, um, I, th- I think I think those are the words to sum her up. Uh, pretty much is she has a mind of her own. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, as your only companion, I mean, you're riding around in this world with no one to talk to, and really the only dialogue outside of uh, the small bit in between Colossi from Dorman is uh, is when you hit R one and uh, you call out for your horse. You hit R1 to call for your horse? Or X. Okay. X, X. <laughs> sorry, R1 is for uh, eco. Uh, um, yeah, I'm sorry to hear you say that because I loved the horseback fights, to be honest. Did you really? Yeah, I don't know why. That's because you're so good at games, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> that there was more of them. But, uh, yeah, I can see, yeah. I, I just wish there was more. But you did bring up Dorman, so maybe we should talk about him a little bit. Yeah. So when you start the game, you're you're pretty much led along by this this uh, heavenly voice, I'll say, from coming from above, saying, "If you want to save this woman, you have to kill these colossi." Um, how did you guys feel about him? Did you uh, did you feel like you know what? I trust this guy; he's going to hook me up. Or did you feel like maybe it was a little shady? I don't know. How about uh, how about you, Vox? What did you feel about Dorman? No, it was obvious from the get-go. It's uh, Whenever you have a story with a limited number of characters, you can easily identify who the the, quote, the secret villain, you know, the mastermind is going to be because there's so few characters. They can't introduce, you know, 90% through the, grain, through the game. You know who it is. So, of course, there was going to be something to do about it as soon as you kill that first colossi and you see him go down and, and you're like, oh, what did I do? So it's like... All right, there's some motivation. He's some secret motivation there, so it's just a matter of getting through the game to find out what it is. Yeah, and I felt that really pushed me along too. Is not knowing, and I just had to see what it was. But uh, what did you think, Dean, about uh, Dorman? Yeah, I agree. I, I knew right from the get-go. But uh, I found it pretty interesting that as you go through the game and you beat more and more of the Colossi, Dorman actually has two voices, right, that makes the echo sound. Right. And the, the second voice becomes more and more feminine, and by the end of the game, it's clearly just a woman and a man talking over each other. So I don't know what they intended with that, but I, I thought that was a pretty cool, interesting you know, thing about the character itself. Yeah. It's the little things like that that just... I don't know if they did it on purpose or were they just messing with us, but... Yeah, it makes you yeah, think. It really does, and that was pretty cool, though, too. How about you, Kev? Any thoughts on Dorman? Not really. I pretty much agree with uh, what they said. The only thing that I found frustrating was that you couldn't ask him any questions. Yeah. Like Wander was really bugging me. Like because I was, you know, the further I was getting along in this game, the more questions I had, and I was like, when it, at what point are we? Are, do we ask why are we doing this? You know? Right. But you don't need to ask questions, Kevin. No, I, I, that's part of the game that kept me going, right? Because it's exactly like when it. It, when is it? But it was it was frustrating that it wasn't it wasn't happening soon enough for me. I mean, I 
I, uh, I'll admit I was impatient and I wanted that answer, but I appreciate the game for not giving it to me right away. So. <laughs> uh, he was too cryptic, though, like uh, on the, the third Colossus when you're trying to... I, I couldn't remember how to beat him, and you have to, to make him hit that plaque so his armor breaks. Mm. But uh, if you run around enough, Dorman comes and says some sort of clue to help you fight through these Colossus, and he kept saying, his armor's weak, his armor's weak. <laughs> so I'm like shooting arrows, and I'm hacking away, and I'm like, <laughs> like what, what is he trying to say? <laughs> Well, you bring up a good point, and we're getting into the gameplay mechanics now, and, and, and I could still probably consider the Colossi as characters, so maybe we should just dive right into maybe some of the Colossi, maybe some of our most memorable fights, um, including the frustrating ones. Um, so what other ones did you have trouble with, Dean? Like, what ones come to mind when you think of the Colossi? Maybe ones that you liked or maybe ones that you didn't like? Uh, ones that I liked, I like the flying ones. Uh, I think the fifth Colossus is my favorite. Uh, that's the, the bird avion that you have to shoot with the arrow. Right, and then kind of jump when it swoops down at you. I really liked that mm. one. Yeah, um, cool. I, I liked kind of all the the designs of the the bipedal ones like Barba and and Valis. Um, oh, you know their names. I'm impressed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, Lasagna, because, ladies uh, and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a there's a company in Japan called uh, Kotobukiya or uh, Tsukaru Kotobukiya Figures, and there's these one coin figure set that come with seven of the Colossus. So. Cool. Um, th- those have kind of become my favorite because they're on my shelf. I see them all the time. Nice. Um, I-, I hated the last one, uh, Malice, mm-hmm. the-, the 16th Colossus, mm-hmm. just because it was so overly frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I didn't realize that you could stab his – after just before this podcast, actually, I was watching some YouTube videos, and you can stab his hand to make him kind of steady himself. Yep. So you can jump from oh. place to place. And I-, I didn't realize that, so it was like uh, on a-, a tumbling log type thing. Oh, no. Uh, that must have been Trying tough. to aim with a bow was just – uh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, three o'clock uh, this morning, I, I finished it. So nice. Oh wow. Yeah, but uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of really cool, uh, cool ones there. I like the really tall ones. Um, I didn't care for uh, the the one in the sand there, dirge. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I had to ride on the horse and try and aim at its eye. And... Oh, I love that one. <laughs> Did you really? Oh, that's my favorite one. <laughs> oh, you're kidding. Oh. Yeah. All right, how about you, Kev? What are your most memorable, favorite, or hated ones? Um, well, Dean stole my answer. Uh, yeah, I'm the same. I like the ones in the air, the flying one, Avion. Which which was the one that was kind of like a flying dragon? Um, uh, Phalanx, the 13th one? Yeah, that one was... That was another horse uh, battle, wasn't it? That was the same. No, no. No? Because there's a Is flying it? one that you have to ride on the horse. You have to shoot the bags underneath oh, yes. them. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right, yeah. Okay. Um... But yeah, no, it was good times. I I, I liked how um, they weren't there. There was there was enough variation between all of them too. Like you had to go in and think, okay, how am I going to beat this? You know, like how am I going to take down this right. this one? Like they were so different. You know, even though you were basically doing the same thing, you were stabbing them in some part of their body for the most part. Um, it was how you were going to get up there. You know, right. like. Mm-hmm. What worked on the first on Valis, so you know, didn't didn't work on the second guy or the third or the fourth, you know. So, right. Was there any that gave you a lot of trouble? Um, jeez, I'm trying to think now. No, I'm I'm really good at games. <laughs> <laughs> I should have known. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, how about, no, I'm, uh... I'm amazing. Actually, you know what? To be yeah. honest, um, after I beat the first one, the second one, Quadris. Really? Yeah, he really gave me a tough time because I was having a tough time 
holding on to his hair. Oh. Um, to, to I don't know what it was. Hmm. Um, and this was the first time I've played the game a couple of times, and this was the first time on the on the PlayStation Two. And for some reason, I couldn't do it, and I actually gave up on the game. And it wasn't until the collection came out on the PS3 that I played through it again. And when I played it on the PS3, for some reason, I was having no problem at all. Huh. I was, like, clinging onto his hair, no problem. So I, I don't know why that was you for me. So yeah, I wonder if they patched uh, it. Yeah, maybe they changed the physics and patched it up a bit. Well, well, Ranvox, did you have trouble with him at all, hanging onto the hair? Uh, I I honestly don't remember. I'm having a hard time remembering um, which one was which. Um, he, he the was one the second, I, second one on all four legs. Oh, is he the one you had to like? Um, you had to shoot an arrow into his paw or something? Yeah. Yes. Yes. You know, I, I, I think the only problem I had was the initial trying to figure out how to get on him. Like you said, Same the first way. one, it's you just start climbing. You just get up to him and start climbing. But then everyone after that. You know, I guess it's from the second one. You realize this is going to be a, a puzzle game, and that's how a lot of people describe it. That you just have to figure out how to approach each of the uh, colossi and, and get up there. So I probably had difficulty with it in that regard. But um, I'd say the one that I had the most trouble with. Uh, you got to help me, Dean, with the name here. The the one that was in the water, not not the um, the serpent one. The guy that was just kind of walking around. Yes, that's and you had to get up on his head. The moving. Oh bridge. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, P- Pelagia or something. Pelagia, yeah, yeah, that guy. And the trickiest part, like, I couldn't figure out how to get him to stop firing at me because oh, you have to you have to hide on those little island. Mm-hmm. Um, things and you wait for him to turn his back and I finally figured out I just have to like sit there and be quiet until he turns away and get up on his back climb up onto his head but it took me the longest time to realize that you could steer him yeah that's what got me too same guy because I was just sitting there and then early on I was able to jump onto the top of one of those pedestal things uh, but I got knocked off or whatever and then after that it took me a good half hour 45 minutes of just waiting like when is he going to get near one of these things and then I just very slowly dumbly realized if I could control him the way I would control Wander and can move him towards one of those platforms and once I got there it, it became a lot easier it was just that moment of frustration of how do how I get con- on this how did you control him you hit the... Just the, once you're on his head, you just control him as you would your character. I'm so happy to hear that somebody else had the exact same thing that I went through, and it took believe me, it, it took me the longest time to realize it, and then same it was here. just like that. Oh, you idiot! Just... <laughs> I uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that fight, but I had no idea you control him. I just waited patiently for him to go near the things. <laughs> uh, you must have been holding your thumbs in the right way, because I think that's what happened originally. I just, I was just kind of like looking towards the um, the pedestal, and I thought that was it at first. That if I looked toward it, he would start going there, mm. and it kind of was working. And then my, I guess my other thumb moved, and I was like, oh, oh, he <laughs> always so, so turned. Is, <laughs> is it just controlling, or like I thought you had to hit those little rocks on his head you to? Do. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think there's three sets of rocks on his head. One that makes him go straight, one that makes him go right, one that makes him go left. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't even figure that out. Yeah, that's... And until I figured that out, I was just riding around for like 40 minutes. It was crazy. 
Yeah. Uh, the the only other one that I felt really frustrated with was the last one, and it wasn't the once you were climbing on him. Of course, it's very repetitive. You have to keep going up and up and up. But it was just approaching him because I could. I was able to get to that. Um, you have to tumble. Yes. To hide behind that first little uh, platform, whatever it is. Right. And I made it once, and then after that, it, it was just over and over and over. I could not get into position. Every time I think I would get close, he would just nail me with one of those shots and just blow me away. Did you so use the funny. tunnels? It sounds... Yeah, yeah, before I could get to the tunnel, I was oh. hiding behind those that low platform. Yeah. It sounds like me and you had a very similar experience. Because <laughs> those are the two in the exact same situations for me, too. It was the third time, like going into the last tunnel, that I, I couldn't get to that last tunnel. And it was driving me insane. But, uh, I remember I got out of the last. I get. I thought it was the last tunnel. I got out and I'm like, oh, I'm on the other side now. I popped up and he just blasted me off the edge <laughs> of the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all right. Well, how about you, P1? What are your favorites and least favorites? Um, I never really had a difficult time figuring out what to do uh, in most of the cases. Um, there was one or two maybe where I I wasn't sure, but a lot of it it's it's pretty apparent. He's carrying a big sword. Get him to do something with that sword hit the ground um, he's got a giant beard you want to somehow get onto that beard like you can tell almost from the intro of here's the Colossus what you have to do uh, and that beard one uh, I, can't, I can't remember his name Bazaran or Barba Barba yeah that's, that was one of my favorites and I really liked the other one where you came to him and he was in like the steam area and you had to use the steam to blow him up on his side um, right. those ones I really enjoyed uh, ones I found frustrating and it it wasn't because of the design, or the. Me- it was just because of the game mechanics themselves. Because if anybody hasn't played this, um, don't expect tight, accurate controls, because mm. there are none. Uh, Wander is very ragdolly in his in everything he does. The way he runs, the way he climbs, everything is ragdolly. I find, and there was two fights, especially one was uh, the little pig one where you have to use the fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, if at any point you slip and she hits you, she then, but because it, it takes you so long to recover that she actually attacks you repeatedly over and over again until you die. There's essentially yeah, no unless way to you come can back get into that. cover, you're you're not getting up for that. Yeah, so that was very frustrating. It's just like you're punishing one mistake with death, essentially. Um, other than that, I enjoyed that fight, although I kept knocking her off the cliff, thinking that's what I had to do until I realized that I could just jump on her back from above. Um, so that one, that one was sort of frustrating. Um, but it wasn't until I got to the last fight with Malice, which it seems like everybody didn't, uh, had some, some complaints about, uh, I didn't have a problem navigating to him. That was, uh, I'm really good at diving apparently. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, the climbing mechanics, I just, I can get up him easily and get up his back easily. I can get to, um, onto his, his hand easily, his first hand that he reaches for you. And then from that point, he moves so much, and the camera changes so frequently, and I obviously, because I didn't know that you could increase your, your grip by uh, hunting <laughs> lizards, um, I found that that was really frustrating. And I would get up, and I would start running, and I would jump and try and get onto his bicep. And for whatever reason, the angle would be wrong, and I would jump completely off into nothing. Or when his other hand would come, I would jump to get onto that. And before I could stab it enough times to make it stand still, he would shake me off and I would fall because I hadn't had a chance to take a break. And 
it pissed me off. Like uh, it almost ruined the game. Like I, I was ready to stop. I had had such a frustrating time climbing his body um, that I was ready to stop, and I felt like it was needlessly. It was just ridiculous how every other one of the Colossus you could climb them, and there was problems. You could they would shake you off, and you know. But there was always a moment when you were like, "Okay, I could take a breath." But I felt like with him, it was just you know, it was almost luck of the draw. And it wasn't until I went into the settings and I turned off uh, camera auto adjust for climbing because. Uh, the camera would pan around, and whichever direction the camera is right. facing, your control stick isn't... It's in relative to where the camera is in your body. So if the camera is directly behind you, you push up, you climb up. But if that camera starts spinning, up is suddenly sideways. <laughs> um, and that would... Uh, it was, I would go into a rage. Uh, my girlfriend was like, you need to stop playing this game. Let's play something calm and relaxing like Mario Kart. <laughs> um, so I had to turn... I turned that off, and once I turned that off, I was able to to beat him because I could just set the camera where I wanted it and leave it and know what direction I was climbing. But uh, So so wait, you you beat this whole game without picking up any upgrade? Yeah, not a single. I didn't know there was any upgrades. Is that because impressive. is that because you're so good at games? That is because need? I'm so good at games. <laughs> you don't <need> upgrades? <laughs> yeah. No, that's impressive, man. That should be like uh I, like I really YouTube, I had no idea. Uh, I, and it wasn't until three or four Colossus in that I even noticed that my grip and my health was increasing. And I was like, oh, these are getting bigger. Cool. So there is... And I was like... In my head, I was like, oh, there is upgrades. Cool. Right on. And then I was I was really... I thought it was really cool how minimalist it was. How it was... You know, you don't have to worry about all these side things. You just have to go and do it. And now right. hearing that there was side things that would have made it easier... I guess I'm just good at games. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it that a... frustration... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. You go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say the, the frustration of, of having a hard time hanging on to the Colossi and everything... I think that's all part of the character. I, I know we talked about characters, but I don't know if we got into Wander too much and, and his whole appearance. Um, normally in a game like this, you'd have the big, beefy Hercules main character mm-hmm. tromping through, taking down all these guys. But you look at him, he's very purposely you know, small, almost feminine in a way. You know, he's very elfish, and, you know, it makes you feel a little bit more for him trying to go up against all these big baddies, uh, it does go back to the never-ending story again with um, Atreus, who's this unassuming hero. They almost so laugh I think at him when him, he shows up. Yeah, and then it's having to go up against all these colossi with such a small, frail character who's who's got two weapons, he never upgrades or anything throughout the game. It really does make you feel more like, all right, this is going to be hard. It shouldn't be easy. He shouldn't have such a an easy time taking these guys down. And it, I think it does make you feel a little bit more for him. Hmm, that's a really although, good point. He, although he can take a fall pretty well. He oh, falls yeah. off the top <laughs> of these things and yeah. he, he loses about 10% of his health. <laughs> yeah. He just goes, sits in the corner and he's fine again. Yeah. He's like a newborn. They're almost made of rubber. You can throw them anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try that at home. <laughs> You've all brought up a great point and, uh, and it's actually the point we're getting into next which is the gameplay mechanics. So, I guess, I'm sorry. I just, I'm picturing somebody holding their newborn baby right now saying, really? I'm trying to bounce them off the court. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, just before we get off of that uh, P2, just wanted to mention I'm, I'm going to do a little bit of a, a plug here for a cool website I found um, it's uh, sotc.beplaced.net and it has a, a scan of the art book that was released for, for Japan only 
And in there it has all 24 of the Colossus, all the designs that they originally anticipated for. And it's, uh, they actually got into pretty much release. Like they, they were ready to go up until the final minutes. Um, but there's a big spider, there's a, a phoenix. So if you guys are interested in that, check that out too. Cause there's a, there's eight more really cool, uh, Colossi. Oh, wow. Some of these are really neat. Hmm. Yeah. We're definitely going to have to check that out. Yeah. Can you give that web address again? Because I'm looking at the Special Olympics of Connecticut. (laughs) (laughs) In chat? So, yeah, SOTC. uh, Yeah, I put it in the chat there. But SOTC. Yeah, Shadow of the Colossus, right? Yeah. Dot uh, BPLACED dot net. And we'll have to put that in the link down below for where people. Yeah, definitely do. It's it's really cool. I mean, definitely pick up the book if you you find it. But if not, this is just as good. That is so cool. And actually, before we get off the Colossi themselves, I think the, the smaller ones were actually my favorites. I, I went into it, and the first time I saw a small one, I thought, oh, that's it. That's, that's what they're giving me. But right. I think that one that <laughs> one felt the, the most real. You know, you figure the guy's going up and he's stabbing these things, I don't know, a dozen times. Some of them seem a little large to be taken <laughs> down by just a few pokes with the sword. I know it's a magic sword, but... When you were sinking the sword into those uh, the the smaller ones, it it felt a bit more visceral. Mm. Oh, that's a fair point. Those small ones were really the two that were because there was only two small ones. One that was like a dog, and one that was like that boar. Um, I yeah. found they were really the most aggressive as well. They uh, yeah, they had to be. They had to compensate for yeah. for being so tiny and cute. Yeah, I really enjoyed that dog one as well. That was another one of my favorite ones. I like the ones where you had to use the environment. Um, it really made you, it wasn't just, let me look at this monster and figure out his weak point. It was, let me use what's around me, because like you mentioned there, Rambox, all I have is this sword and this bow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and moving on to the uh, the controls, I noticed everybody seems to have a consensus about the controls. Did everybody here feel that it was uh, like really clunky? I felt... When I started, it had a really steep learning curve, but by the end of the game, I just I had it down and it, and it wasn't any trouble. Yeah, I I agree with you, P two. I um I feel that the controls haven't aged well in a way that they're just not uh what we're used to now in right. a, in a game. You know what I mean? And yeah. but then on the other side, I mean, I look at other games from that time, like uh, Ratchet and Clank, and the, like you could pick up those games and get right into them right away. Right. So I kind of, you know, I understand like you know if people are are you know down on the controls because they are kind of a little bit floaty and mm-hmm. and weird. But I was I was like you by Colossus, you know, eight. I was like I was used to them. They yeah. weren't they weren't a concern of, of mine anymore. Same here. And also, this was kind of a pioneer. Like I, I'm not sure if there was any other games like this. I know that since then they've had several that have tried to, co- to copy it um or the shadow being the probably the, the biggest one but uh, i feel like was this the first of its kind to have kind of controls like this or you're climbing around on these giant beasts and i can't think on of on movable beasts yeah i think so so i mean it was kind of a hard task and for what they had to work with i mean climbing has been in games for Right before that, you know, <laughs> Laura Croft and all that, but right. um, something moving like that. I'm trying to think, I, but nothing's happening. <laughs> no, no. What about uh, what about you, Dean? What were your overall thoughts on the controls for the game? 
Yeah, I pretty much agree. I mean, I think they were clunky. I, I thought that the HD release could have maybe done something different with games coming out like uh, Assassin's Creed or Uncharted. You know, they have fairly good climbing mechanics. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, I understand you have to hold down R1 to hang on to these guys, and, and you can't just expect the controller to do it for you, but I just thought maybe they, they could have incorporated something, or even the analog, a little bit better. Yeah, they um, definitely could have gave it, um, you know, modern and original controls. You know, leave the original for the people who enjoy, you know, who played the game back in the day and still enjoy it, but give give an update to for newer players so it's easier for them to right. jump right in. Well, maybe just go. leave the option in the game to choose... They were modern controls are old. Yeah, I don't even think they, they didn't even have to change anything. Just make it so that when you try to move in a direction, you move in that direction. Like, <laughs> oh man, it would drive me. It would, the, the the most dangerous part of this game wasn't any of the Colossus; it was falling off a cliff. <laughs> I, you know, that's a common joke with Dark Souls or Demon Souls. The 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 most dangerous boss is walking off a ledge, and I <laughs> felt the same way with this. I liked that uh, Argo wouldn't go off the ledges; she would stay on course. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was unable to get her to jump off of mountains, so I'm kind of curious as to how you guys did that. Uh, but uh, for the character, there were many times when I was I was fighting a colossus, and I knew exactly what to do and which way to go. I mean, you could see the paths; they were laid out uh, fairly obviously. But I would like, all of a sudden the can the monster colossus would shift his shoulder, and the camera angle would slew all over the place like a drunken sailor trying to take a selfie, and <laughs> and all of a sudden I'm leaping into the air with my arms flailing like Raggedy Ann, and down I go to lose a small fraction of my health, which in turn was like, you know, if I'm going to fall like this, make it punishing. It's really just an annoyance. It's not going to kill me. Like, you didn't lose enough health to make it any sort of significant damage. It was just, oh, you got to climb him again. Sorry. That is the punishment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a drunken sailor trying to take a selfie. Is there any personal experience in that metaphor? I'll send you some pictures later. <laughs> as long as the pants are on this time, I'll accept them. How about, how about you, Vox? What did you feel about the controls overall? Uh, you know, I guess I have a unique perspective on this in that I'm pretty behind the times when it comes to gaming. So I think, what did this come out? 2005? 2006? 2005, yep. Something like that. That's probably about my speed. That's where I am right now in terms of of gaming. So (laughs) uh, I didn't really... Well, I I suppose I had a little difficulty with them at first, but I don't know, it it seemed to come together. At least the, the combat controls... I, I didn't seem to have any trouble with. The biggest problem for me was just getting on that horse. Every time I'd go near it, I I, I could clear him. I could jump straight <laughs> over that thing. I know. Ed Wander is a very enthusiastic jumper, but <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. once I'm on the horse and once I'm on the colossi, it's it was no problem. The biggest thing for me was once I was on one and I had to take a break and I'd pause the game. I'd have to remember to hold on to that climb button when I unpaused uh. it. Yeah, so it didn't just fall down. But no, it's I, I'd say it 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 did what it needed to do. That's fair. That well, that's thing, kind of that us. horse thing pissed me off too, because <laughs> you, you push the button to call for your horse, and your horse comes over, and it's standing next to you, and there's one button that controls to get on the horse, and the horse is three times the length as you, and you're standing next to it, and I push that button. It's not like I suddenly decided to jump up and down next to my fucking horse. <laughs> You know what I mean? Is, is there people that are playing this game that are just jumping up and down next to Argo? 
Like, no, I obviously want to get on the fucking horse, so put me on the horse. If that horse is anywhere near you, pushing that button should put you on that fucking horse. <laughs> That's how you really feel. Like, like yeah. in the fights when you had to ride the horse, like that sand one. Like, I would yeah, try to get on the that horse. Yeah, that did get annoying. That thing would come steaming at me, and I'm like, I, I have a limited time because I gotta get up here and I gotta send, you know, a fully written and notarized memo to the horse to tell it to fucking run. <laughs> well, anyway, that kind so. of brings up the next topic, which is difficulty and whether the game based it mostly on trial and error or if the controls were a large impact on it. What do you guys feel about the overall difficulty of the game? Let's start with you, P1. <laughs> <laughs> the, from from a standpoint of looking at the game, it's not difficult to figure out what you have to do, where the weak points are. Uh, really, the sword points everything out for you, essentially. It's almost like they had to make the controls purposely obtuse just to make up for the fact that everything else was so clear and apparent. Now, I'm in a big field. I'm fighting a giant monster. I can only climb on hair, and it's only got three spots with hair. <laughs> Clearly, this is what you have to do, but we're not going to spoon-feed it to you, so we're going to make it so that... There is it's it's no I, I I hear what you're saying I, you know what I kind of I kind of agree with you I think that that was intentionally put in there almost like in Demon Souls or Dark Souls where the mechanics are a little bit off and it's it's one to me it kind of works to the game because it's like okay I know what I got to do I know I can do this I don't know if I could tell this kid. Mm. to do this, yeah, yeah. you know, and that kind of played part into it. Now, if I didn't have any upgrades, <laughs> <laughs> I think I would be more frustrated uh, uh, like you were. So I, I, do you think that maybe if you did take the time to get some, some upgrades that you would have had a better time? How much of a difference, like, I know oh, the God. size of my grip bar at the end was roughly double the size from the beginning or so. How much bigger is it with the upgrades? How much of an increase do you get? It's I huge. Could... Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Does anybody have a picture they can show me? Because if you, I look at could... this and it's like half the screen, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> I mean, you could you could basically on the, on the last boss, you can hang on there all day and try to figure out like what to do, and then uh, you, your recover time uh, is increased too. Oh, really? So if you do slip, uh, yeah, you're, you're, the bar fills up a little little faster. Wow. Yeah, I didn't want to say it, but I got one fruit and two tails, and I had no trouble, so uh, I don't know what to tell you there, P1. <laughs> I guess I'm better at games than you are. <laughs> uh, but I, know, it, uh, I know Dean maxed out, and uh, P1, he got nothing. I, I'm closer to, to P2 there. I only got three tails. I didn't see a single fruit. Uh, Kev, how about you? Did you load up on all those things no i didn't i didn't exactly load up uh i got to a point where i felt like um i've improved uh wander enough that i think i can take on the next guy and if i was having trouble then i would try to go and find uh more fruit or whatever but for the most part i didn't i didn't have that much of a problem i knew that my problem was is like i couldn't i wasn't exactly sure what to do next once i got to some part right uh once i once i to me like like demons, I keep bringing up these other games, but okay. like the like Demon Souls, uh, knowledge to me was the ultimate power in this game. Like if I knew exactly what to do, uh, I was having an easier time at it. It was those moments where I was like, okay, what exactly am I supposed to do here? That kind of that I had the toughest part with. 
No, that's fair. And yeah, you, you make a good comparison because the two games are very similar. Very uh, short on story, but high on uh, on certain difficulty. And, and we're learning. You level up as a player rather than your character leveling up. So mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's a that's a good comparison. I think. I was going to say, oh yeah, on t- in terms of difficulty, how do you guys feel about the fact that you couldn't pick which order you you fought them in? Do you feel like if they, the class I had just been available at any point in time, you can go and kill anyone that you want. Do you think that would have changed the overall difficulty, or do you like that they sort of made it so you had to go in a certain order? I, if you don't get upgrades, you need to do them in that order because you need progressively more grip from Colossus 1 to Colossus 16. So if you don't do them in that order, you won't be able to do Colossus 14 at the beginning. So I think it had to be done that way unless, you know... Somebody tells Maybe. you that you can get upgrades. I can't believe I didn't get any upgrades. But <laughs> you can rest. Like, there's so many rest spots. I never had a problem running out of, of grit. Like, I feel like I could have done done them in any order. And I would have, you know, I think it would have been neat if they gave you that option. I know you unlock hard mode at the end. Um it, Does that maybe happen in hard mode? Does anybody know what you get with hard mode? I didn't touch it. No, me neither. I, I, I played in hard mode, didn't I? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Well, I'll just but say yeah, that. I mean, uh, but even, um, sorry, like uh, P two was saying, there there are places where you can stop and rest. Like even the last one, I only had three of those tails. How many? How many tails does it take to to max out your your grip or whatever it is? Seventy seven, I think. Oh my oh, god, geez. I had two. <laughs> yeah, I had three, and like oh. when you get to the top of the last one. You could just perch right on the back of his neck, and yeah. he can't shake you off. So right, even yeah. if your grip runs out, you just sit down there for a few seconds, and yeah, right. you're not bad. So I, I think certain bosses in here you probably could have beaten if you had got to them first. And I know there's people who play the game uh, without going for any of the, the upgrades. Mm-hmm. So, but, but you do get a natural upgrade after each victory, don't you? Yeah, yeah you do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it's, still, it's, it's minimal. I I kind of I kind of feel like it's a bit of a double-edged sword when games uh, do that. I like on my first playthrough of a game to have some sort of set order, mm-hmm. so I'm learning as I go. That's kind of thing. Like this is where this is how we want you to play the game. I don't mind that, but uh, it'd be cool on New Game Plus if you could just go and, and beat them in any order. I agree. That would be cool. Mega Man stage select. Yeah. Right. Pretty much. I and when I uh, turned it on, I don't know if you guys seen the uh, my first impressions. I completely missed the uh, the direction I was supposed to go to find that first Colossus. Yeah. Um, what I didn't show is the hour or so after that I ran around the entire world <laughs> looking for a Colossus, and I've gone. I went to several different areas where I know later on in the game I did fight some, and I kind of wished that I had run into one or two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, well, that's was... another cool part, right? Because th- there's only one place on the entire map that you can't access from the very beginning. Like yeah. e- everything else is completely open for you to explore. Right. Right. So. Uh-huh. And did you know cool. about that that PKE sword when you started it up? The what sword? The which? Sorry, the PKE meter sword. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin got it. Yeah, yeah. The, when it. you hold up your sword and it points you where to go, did you know to do that? I, I don't remember if you did that in the video. No, he didn't know. I, I did it in the video, but I didn't know what I was doing. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool, my sword shines. But I figured it out after that, um, which is how I eventually found the first Colossus. <laughs> but, uh, for yeah. you kids out there, the PKE meter is what Egon uses to find ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, in Ghostbusters. Uh, <laughs> oh, I feel like a dunce. Yeah. <laughs> but funny. yeah, that that sword. I, I'll admit, I don't. I got lucky. I didn't know about the sword when I first started up, and I left the temple, and I thought, I'll go straight. That looks like a place where I'll find a colossus, and I ran right into him. After that, I, I learned about the sword, but for the most part, I didn't have much trouble going where I was supposed to go, but there were a few times where I just, I, I would follow that sword, but I felt like I was just going in circles, and, and I'd just keep going around and around. I couldn't find that one little path you had to take. Yeah, there to, was one. There was one guy on. Um, it wasn't really an island, but it was like a a rock in the middle of a field, and you had to get up into that rock somewhere to to get to the Colossus. And I couldn't find the path to get up in there at all. And that sword was just pointing me at rock. You know, <laughs> yeah. like it's just pointing towards yeah. this rock. And I'm like, I know I got to get up there, but how do I do it? I don't even I don't even remember how I did get up there. Yeah, Doesn't that's fair. Doesn't tell you in the very beginning that the sword will guide your way? Yeah, yeah, I think so. He lied. No, he does. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out how P2 couldn't couldn't grasp that. Oh, I, I think he well, was... once I figured out how. It was... Oh, I see. Uh, I... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> like you couldn't climb anything without upgrades. That's okay. <laughs> uh, I I beat it's... without any any of my lizard tails. It's not a game for everyone. <laughs> I just think P2 finds it difficult to play video games. And Cabbage Patch Dolls at the same time. <laughs> that, is true. Uh, yeah, that is true. He's right here, actually. Hey, buddy. <laughs> I want him back. <laughs> He's mine now. Wait, how's he doing this podcast? Anyway, um, so how do you guys feel about the fact that you there was, you know, it's a simplistic design and there was no gear. You couldn't, uh, you know, get a new sword or a shield or, or anything of that nature. Do you like that it, uh, you had your one sword, your bow, and uh, and that was pretty much it? Did you guys like that overall or did you f- wish you could have maybe found another sword or upgraded a bit, maybe make you stronger? You uh, didn't find the chain gun? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really missing out. Did the short show me that too? Um, but what do you think about it, Vox? Did you feel like they should have added more gear or... No, I liked it exactly the way it was. Uh, I thought it it worked really well. Just having your sword, your bow, and you know, learning how to use each of them effectively for the boss battles because they they changed the battles up enough where you had a different puzzle to solve each time. Just using the tools that you had, I, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I agree completely. Does anybody? Because uh, I think I feel like everybody has the same opinion. But does anybody feel otherwise before we let it go? No, I agree. No, the but just the bow's impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just on that though, it made kind of you know the, the the lack of everything really made the little things stand out that much more. And uh, I don't know how much you guys explored, but there's this one place with this giant hawk, right? Right. Um, and in any other game, you'd just be like, "Oh, look, the shit! It's a it's a bigger hawk." But <laughs> but in this game, you know, you really felt like, "Whoa, what is that?" Or the, the little family of lizards that you can find by that one safe point, the two big lizards and the little one. Huh. And, and again, in any other game, you just pass that right by. But because this is so barren and, and minimalist, uh, you know, those little things you really appreciate more. Yeah, I completely agree. And, and that really was what the game was setting for, was um, like a certain atmosphere. And it kind of leads into our, uh, our next discussion, which is the sound for the game. And uh, and the overall atmospheric soundtrack, there really wasn't, you know, it was just enough music to, uh, to sort of fill the background. Did you guys feel the soundtrack was fitting? Do you feel like it maybe it was missing something? 
Um, what do you think, uh, Kevin? No, I uh, I love the soundtrack, and it's uh, after playing through the game for the first time, I uh, went and downloaded it. Um, I it's ter- it's terrific. I got no complaints about that. Awesome. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, how about you, P1? Do you feel like it fit the the game properly? Yeah, I really enjoyed the soundtrack. Actually, it, uh, it's probably my favorite part of the whole experience. Really. Uh, a lot of games I'll play and I'll listen to a podcast or I'll listen to music or I'll listen to my girlfriend. But with this one, <laughs> I didn't I didn't do any of that. I, I just listened. The music was so good because you're, I don't know, it was almost like you're out for a drive on your own and you just get music playing. And it was, the, I felt that it was just atmospheric. It, it really, I don't know, it, it, made it, it made the game that much better. Yeah, I agree. How about, uh, how about you, Mr. Vox? What did you feel about it? Uh, same. It, it it did what it needed to do. It complemented the gameplay just in the right spots. And when it wasn't there, when you're just riding around on your horse before you get to the... Because the, the music only plays when you're actually in battle with them. Right. But, uh, you know, when you're, you're just out there alone, all you hear is your horse thumping along the, the ground. <laughs> you know, it just makes you appreciate the atmosphere all that more because there's nothing to distract you from it. Right. It's kind of a... A nice setup, beautiful setup to say the least. How about you, uh, Dean? What did you feel about it? Uh, yeah, I totally agree. I think it was—it's uh, a soundtrack that I could listen to outside of the game, right? It's right. Something I can uh, just put my headphones in at work and, and just listen to it. But I think there's really two camps, right? There's people who love the soundtrack, and there's people who love the soundtrack once. And right. kind of what I mean by that is, it, you know, it's a very epic, epic soundtrack. But you know, ninety percent of the game, you're listening to it. And uh, I think there's a time and place for epicness, and I, I think that's what a lot of people have a little bit of an issue with, is that it's, it's too epic all the time. That's a good point. And, and another good point that you made is when you listen to it outside of the game, there are a ton of tracks that, that I didn't even realize were in the game until I actually had the original soundtrack. Mm. And it's an extensive list. And Do you have it, uh, Roar of the Earth? N- no, no, just uh, download oh. it. Not, uh, I don't own it. I, I wish. Okay. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of tracks on there. And, and when you're playing the game, you don't really notice how many different ones there really is. But it's it's quite extensive. Yeah, it is. But, yeah. And you mentioned uh, the horse hooves. And uh, what did you guys feel about the overall sound effects for the game? You, I feel like when, I, when you sink your sword into one of those Colossus's you know, heads, you really get a sense of, uh, of their pain. And I think that the sound effect really covered that well. You guys yeah, feel yeah. like... Uh, how about you? Yeah, you, st- you stole my answer. Okay, so <laughs> that's that's what I had written down for sound effects too. Yeah, I love that. Uh, I thought that was really well done. Yeah, so. I agree. And the and the you know the blood starts shooting out, and you feel like you really just stabbed this creature. You know, like yeah, it's, it's pretty epic. Any overall thoughts on the sound effects from anybody else? No, they were good. Yeah. All right. I won't spend too much time on that then. Well, let's get into the graphics section then. And specifically, before we really get into it, the HD over the PS2. Um, Dean, you played both, right? Yeah, I did play them really far apart and on very different pieces of technology, though, so it's, it's hard for me to compare. Okay. Um, PS- I definitely thought this time around it was, it was really nice. It was, you know, I'm playing on my big screen on the PS3, and it, it was beautiful. I found it uh, the frame rate to be pretty choppy at times. Okay. And uh, there was one point where I made it from the center area to a Colossus without the horse's legs moving. 
No way. Just, yeah, complete glitch out. And so it was just kind of hovering the whole way. Um, I wanted to cool. film it, but it never happened again. So. Oh, no. That's funny. But, I, yeah, I think the, the graphics were really nice. I don't think... I don't think age will do much to this game. I mean, it is what it is, and, you know, I think it works. I agree. I, I, from every screenshot that I've seen of the PS2 version, it looks like it has kind of a haze over it, like a like a grainy haze. Um, Vox, how did you feel about the PS2 graphics? Yeah, grainy is a good way to describe it. Um, for the most part, it's not so bad. Um, I, I think the, the Colossi themselves look pretty good. The... The areas where you notice it the most are that little, um, that little mini cape that Wander wears. Mm-hmm. It's got a, like a little texture to it, and the the floor of that main palace. Every time you you start up in there, if you know as he's moving along it, it just looks like pixels all over the bottom. Um, and when I saw the the footage you put up in that, that first impressions video, mm-hmm. it, it looked a whole lot smoother. Oh, very good. Um, uh, overall, it you know it's not bad. It doesn't. It's not like going back to PS One or anything where you just have that. Oh my God, what am I looking at? Um, but it it does look a little bit old. Yeah, and you know what? It, it looks so. I want to say the word unique, just because it, it seems to have that haze makes it kind of looks like it almost looks like it was intentional. Yeah, well, I, I always felt that that haze was kind of like. Um, it almost gave it like a dream effect, yeah. Like a like a crappy soap opera from the eighties, you know, <laughs> shot on shot on video. But they they give it that gloss just to make it seem like as if is he really going through this or is this all up in his head kind of thing, right. you know? Right. So you played both, didn't you, Kevin? Yeah, uh, I did. Which um, did you prefer graphic wise? Oh, the PS3 for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean the the PS2 version looks like a PS2 game. It's it looks like a very good PS2 game. Um, really, like the the um, colossi themselves look great, but it's more the environments, like a lot of the you know rock, like the the environment is barren. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's part of the, I think the appeal of the game is that it's such an empty thing. But even the stuff that you do find kind of looks like you know like the rocks kind of look a little more. They got some square edges to them instead of a nice smooth, uh, rounded look. That, right. But that's what you got from the PS2 era. That's how and the PS3. I mean, it's really just um, an up an upconvert than an, a full upgrade, you know? Right. Um, but, you know, really, it's all about the gameplay in this. I don't think that graphics really matter too much. Um, I, You know, people are still going to be playing this game 20 years from now and not think be thinking about the graphics. Be think, they'll be thinking about the game itself, I, I think. Yeah, you got it. And, uh, and I think uh, that pretty much sums it up is... The gameplay itself is its pretty much timeless at this point because it was just so unique. And uh, But what about you, P1? What do you think about the, the overall graphics? Uh, I played the PS3 version. I felt like the, the world itself, um, the environment, was gorgeous. Yeah. There was a couple of times when I stopped and I was like, wow, that looks really good. Um, and I really liked the small touches that they added. Um, like the, the birds that appeared after each Colossus around the sleeping girl. I thought that was neat. Um, yeah. And they sort of had a glow to them almost like like I'm putting together the pieces to save her um, when in actuality I was not. <laughs> um, but uh, as far as the characters, they, I don't know, they looked all right, I guess. They obviously weren't up to, you know, today's, um, today's standards, but the, 
as far for the, they they worked within the the world of the game because uh, they didn't nothing looked out of place. The characters felt like they belonged in that environment, and that environment felt like it would create um, people that looked that way. So I, I agree. I, overall, I liked it. Very good. Now um, we've pretty much discussed almost everything to the game. I would kind of like to touch on the ending, if uh, yeah, if everybody's yeah. okay with that. Um, and bef- first, before we get into it, did, uh, there's a point in the game where your horse uh, it falls, and uh, you presume it dead. Um, did anybody think that horse was coming back? No, not. I thought it was done. Same yeah. here. That was quite the drop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know how the horse came back, but I was impressed. And uh, I tried to avoid spoilers for all these years, but I had always heard people say the horse dies. And so I was just, at that point, I was expecting it. And then when it came back, I was like, oh, <laughs> I was pleasantly surprised. Well, I, I hadn't heard that the horse died. I heard that the, I, I only knew that the ending was sad. That too. And, yeah. and I thought that was the sad part. I thought that's what everybody was choked up about. Cause, Same here. You know, the horse was like a pet to him, you know? Mm. Yeah, yeah so, I felt bad when the horse fell, but I didn't really feel that surprised or relieved when he came limping back in. No? <laughs> Sorry, she. Yeah. No, I, it, like, I saw it happen, and I was like, oh, okay. That's nice. <laughs> Man, you guys are cold. I, I felt I was sad. No, my, I was sad. my lip quivered a bit <laughs> when that horse fell. It got me right in the feels. I felt bad when he died. She died, but uh, bringing her back towards the end. You're like, know. meh. Man. I'm, oh, I was so, I'm so sad that you died. Oh, you're back? Oh, great. Well, I had I, a, feel like... I had an emotion with it when it happened, and then it, it's like oh, the game took my emotion away. I see. Uh, okay, I got you what you're saying. See, okay. I feel the opposite. I felt I, I was preparing myself because I figured that was going to be the shock. So my shock was actually when it did come back. So that's that's when the emotion got me. Oh. Uh. <laughs> That's just yeah, I had no idea because I was trying to get across that bridge so many times just on my own. And after I fell and I fell and I fell, I was like, oh, maybe I can get the horse over. And then I, I got up on the horse and started running. And what we were talking about before with the controls, the, the camera would swing around oh on its God. own. And I would try to compensate with it. And I just keep <laughs> knocking the horse over. I so I was like, I, I did it so many times. And the horse kept falling and falling and falling. Finally got across and they get the little cutscene. I'm like, oh, he, he still falls. <laughs> and yeah. And then why did they just do that from the start? Because they kept killing me because I kept falling up. I had the exact same experience. What about you, Dean? How did you feel about the the whole horse and what happened to him and, or her? Yeah, like, like I said earlier, I didn't really care. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, no, it, it was. I understand what they were trying to do, and you know, it, it, I guess it kind of was sad. And when it came limping back, I was like, really? Fell <laughs> pretty far away there. Go watch the Never Ending Story right now, and then go back and play that game. <laughs> that horse is your only friend, Dean. She's your only friend. That yeah. horse took you everywhere in that yeah. world. Everywhere. That's your loyal companion. It doesn't matter if she's trying for you if you die. Or something, right? Oh, my. Like, it's make good jerky, people. though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's why Rambox didn't care, because they eat horses in Japan. Oh, my. <laughs> In, in terms of uh, theories, though, do you guys have anything about the ending? I would love yeah, to hear some people. Yes. Theories. Okay, let me get into this now. Okay. okay. Right. So I was kind of I was kind of alluding to it before, but that haze over the over the whole uh, screen 
what I, what I meant by the eighty like the eighties uh, uh, soap opera is like it's like the flashback. You know, like it, when they think back in time in an old eighty soap opera and they put that white right. uh, thing around the screen because they're thinking back in time. Right now, this game in theory is a prequel to Ico. Ico or Ico. Sorry, I, <laughs> I, I'm just gonna say ICO now. Okay, so it's, it's a it's in theory it's a prequel to ICO. So maybe that's why that uh, gloss is on the entire game because it's actually taking place back in time. Cool. Yeah, I never thought of that. I agree. So let's. Uh, was, there, was there anybody um, who could just break down what happens at the very end? Because yeah. for people who don't know, you you go through this entire game with this thought that killing these colossus will just bring back uh, your lady friend here, and at the end. It, you were kind of being used. Um, does anybody want to go into that? How about uh, how about Dean? You're pretty good at explaining things. How do you? Uh, what did you feel, or or did you know that was coming at the end? And maybe explain what it was. No, no, I didn't. I, I think the best thing to do would be to jump all the way back to the beginning. And it's you know we mentioned that he's bringing this this mysterious girl to the altar to get resurrected. Um, but we should also note that he stole the sword, the ancient sword, right, in order to do this. True. And so he's being followed by Lord Eamon and, and the rest are Lord Eamon and the, the rest of the villagers or guards or whatever they are. So kind of throughout cutscenes, as you beat more and more Colossi, you see that um, this other group is approaching the castle and, it, you know, is trying to find him. Mm-hmm. And at the very end of the game, after you beat Malice, the, the 16th Colossus, um, Wander just completely changes. He has horns. He's, you know, totally hollowed. Mm-hmm. And uh, you realize that uh, Dorman was just using him to be resurrected. Uh, you know, the village or the kingdom had uh, put a, a curse on him so he couldn't be, and they kind of split him up into the different 16 colossi, and everyone you beat just kind of resurrected him more and more. And uh, one of the theories is that, uh, the one I like the best, is that because as you go through the game and you, you hear this feminine voice more and more and more, and then it just kind of cuts off. And you're suddenly uh, the the male version of of Dorman, and that's the one that gets defeated. And the theory is that the, the female version is essentially the Dark Queen from e- uh, from Eco, and that's who Mono becomes, right? Huh. Mono becomes this the resurrection of the the female version of Dorman that you hear throughout the game that just kind of disappears at the end, and uh, yeah, becomes a Dark Queen, and the, the children with horns are born, and and that's how the the curse kind of starts. Interesting. And also, you bring up a point that Mono or Mono does come back. Like, um, so one theory would be that it's the resurrection of this this female demon. But uh, why has she come back? And, and if she's not resurrected, did did he bring her back? Like, did he stay true to his promise? Uh, what did you think about that, Vox? About her actually getting up and being alive again? Uh, well, I suppose I knew it was going to happen. I, after you see Wander go, you know you need something at the ending. It can't be a total downer. So I knew she was going to get up. But as for why, I didn't really think too much of it. It, it was kind of that vague ending that I, I really didn't try to understand too much. I thought they were just giving you a little, okay, here's a, a happy moment. If anything, I thought her getting up was just to make it a bit more tragic about his sacrifice that he gave his life to resurrect her, but he didn't even get to see her resurrected. So he was willing to give everything. If anything, you could even argue that 
he gave his life for her. It's only after he goes that she pops up. Right. But uh, think, again, uh, I, I haven't played Eco, so I, I don't know how how this all ties in. Well, um, when when um, when Wander dies, he 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 sacrifices himself to save this girl, mm-hmm. and when he dies, there's after the the darkness disappears, there's this baby with with horns. Mm-hmm. Now, my my thinking was was that this baby is the child with horns in. ICO, <laughs> uh, and that's the and and that kid is um, is the main character in that in that game. Yeah, that that's as much as I know that the main character is a kid with thorns, and I figured that was that's what it's supposed to be. He grows up to be the the character, but probably has no memory or recollection of of this game. Right. Well, yeah, and he doesn't know why he has uh, horns. Like he he was he was living in this village, and he was outcast. From this village, because the the village was freaked out that this kid has horns, right? They, like, uh, yeah, they actually. I started Eco last night just to because you had mentioned to me that it was like a prequel, so I started it. And they actually, he says to the girl when he first gets out of the cages, "My village brought me here to sacrifice me. They sacrifice all children with horns." Right. So, so he's not the only one. Right. Well, okay. So this must just be a, a predecessor, perhaps. Because how do they get back to civilization from living in that garden? Any thoughts on that? <laughs> like, because clearly this is the start of the bloodline. Dean, how do well, you think they have to that? do is eat a lot of lizard tails, and then they could just climb their way back. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, there's no colossi meat to eat, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> True enough. But yeah, um, so well, it's never really established. Like, none of the, this is all just kind of theory, right? Like, nothing's yeah, yeah. really established. Like, how long? How how far in the past? Like, I don't even know if that kid. Is the kid from Ico, or is it, or is it just a, a descendant, or right, yeah. or did the resurrection? If she is the the the, the female demon uh, that Dean mentioned, maybe her rebirth in that body is what caused the children with horns to start being born again in the world outside, and maybe right. that's why the other villages are sacrificing them because they realize now that it's it's, a, it's an omen of something bad. Maybe the last guardian will be tying both of them together. Ooh, ooh! <laughs> I like yeah. that. The last guardian could be the last person coming to fight her now in her form or whatever in the same area. Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> I was ready yeah, to quit. Never know with that game. Yeah, I uh, I was ready to give up, and everybody, um, specifically uh, Darren from the Gaming Pilgrimage, NES Complex, and Vintage, um, they were like, "Listen, you're almost there. Just go beat it." Uh, NES Complex said that ending makes the game art. Uh, Vintage <laughs> said, uh, "Man up, get the controller, and beat it." So I went, and I was, uh, and I was ready to write this game off as another cartridge club game that I would never beat um, b- because of that last fight with Malice. And so I went, and I the ending for me at that point, all of the bad things that I had seen about the game were fresh in my mind. I wasn't thinking of anything good. I didn't care that the soundtrack was beautiful. That the landscape was majestic. That any, any none of that mattered to me. Um, the the emotion, the tying, the, the feeling that I had for Argo didn't matter. Uh, I just I needed to know this ending needed to be amazing. And what I had initially hoped was that after beating all these colossus, that she would be resurrected, but she would be resurrected as a colossus, 
And so oh. in order to bring her back, what I had done was kill these other people that somebody had sacrificed and given so much for to bring them back to life, knowing that in turn somebody else would come along and kill her, just sort of repeating the cycle. I was hoping she was going to come back as a Colossus to show that I, I killed 16 people that somebody loved dearly. Um, that didn't happen. Um, it, would it have been better? Probably. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I agree. I think I would like that ending a lot better. I'm serious. Um, I, I thought cool. the ending was so uh, vague. It, it gives you like an emotional ending, but not, yeah. it, it's you don't quite know what to feel. Right. And I, did, I, uh, I was just confused through the whole ending because they, they start the cutscene and it's pretty long. Yeah. And I put my controller down, but then all of a sudden, after you are you become Dormin, right. Right. you get control over him for a brief period. So I, I snatched up my controller, and I'm like, okay, oh, I can move my arms. And I thought that was a great turnaround, that at the end, you get to play as the Colossus, and right. these guys are going to attack you. But they don't, you know, they, I think for me, it lasted, I don't know, 30 seconds or so, and then yeah. I've seen videos where it, it went even faster. Uh, so you don't really get to do anything, so they just kind of briefly give you control for no reason and then the same thing as you're uh being defeated as dormin you have the ability to try to run to escape that uh whirlpool or whatever that's pulling you in but uh, again you you can't do anything with it i held on to that last step until my very small grip meter faded away (laughs) to nothing um (laughs) even though i mean prior to getting to that point i was frustrated and i i had told p2 that I didn't care anything about this girl because I didn't know who she was. Even at that point when I was like, I have to hold on. I can't just let go because what if there's a chance that I can I can hold on and I can live through it? And then I still didn't, which I thought was fitting. I, uh, I'm i glad that he died at the end. I like that she got up and he was gone. So do you um, think he died? You don't think he is that baby? No, I think he died. Well, who do you think the baby is then? I think the baby is Dorman. Well, you can control the baby though. You can? Yeah, yeah. Pressing the buttons really? when you're, uh, yeah, you can cry and make different sounds and wave your arms. Oh, oh wow. I didn't know that. I mean, but I thought he was the baby. <laughs> Interesting. But, uh, yeah, I, I was hoping that either he would become a Colossus or I really wanted her to turn into one and have it be like, yes, you can bring your loved one back, but the cost is, you know, she's never going to be what you think she is because bringing people back from the dead is essentially wrong. Right. If I've heard anything. (laughs) I I wonder if, like, hearing, because you guys haven't played Eco, and I don't want to sound like an Eco uh, elitist here because I have played it. Um, But uh, that ending gave me, I really really appreciated that ending because I liked Eco when I played it, and uh, I had no idea that Shadow of the Colossus was tied into the same universe. So that was a bit of a surprise to me when I saw the baby with the horns. You know, I was like, oh, it's all tied together. And then nothing made sense still, like how they are all tied together. But just knowing that they are, um, I, I, don't, I don't know. That was really – that was a, a twist for me. Hmm. They're even yeah. dressed the same because that, that boy in Eco wears the, uh, the, the tabard um, that, the, that, yeah. the, that Wander wears or a similar one. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't put that together. You know, it didn't. Um, it just seemed like a similar thing that a studio would do, or a developer would do from one game to the next. You know. Right. So would you say? I mean, if would you recommend that if somebody was going to play 
one of yeah, them. Yeah, play, play Eagle first. Yeah. Hmm. Well, play play Eagle first. I, I think Shadow of the Colossus is the better game. Okay. It's the better uh, experience. It maybe. I agree. If, I mean, if you're not digging Eco, because that's a bit of an aged game. Uh, that's a game that hasn't. I don't think is aged as well. Um, but you give them both a shot. And if you're not digging Eco, don't let that stop you from playing Shadows of the Colossus, because the because that ending is not really that important. The experience of playing Shadows of the of the Colossus is way more important. I agree, and I'm hoping maybe sometime next year we might get a chance to play ICO. I see. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Well, so I, I guess we could pretty much say that everybody here would uh, would say this game stands the test of time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> most of us. <laughs> that's, that's probably a better statement. All right. Um, would you guys ever play this again, or recommend anybody else to play it? Uh, I definitely would. I, you know. It's a unique experience. There's not another game out there that has, before this or since, made me really question what I was doing as a gamer. I mean, taking down these guys, uh, these these big, huge monsters, these big, huge, lovable beasts, (laughs) and uh, you're just questioning why you're doing this the whole time. That's just something that I've never experienced in any other game, and I highly recommend that anybody out there should, should give it a try, definitely. Are you guys planning on playing it again uh, through getting all the new items, the harpoon and the the new sword and the invisibility cloak, all that stuff? I don't know anything that you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a, there's a, uh, once you beat the game, you can go back and do time attacks, right? Yep. Yep. Right. And uh, if you beat the the challenges, depending on normal or hard, you can get uh, like the deception cloak, which makes wander invisible, or you can get the, the harpoon of lightning or harpoon of thunder, I think. And it's uh, just a different weapon. You know, that's kind of interesting. I, you know, I don't think I would play it again because I yeah, enjoyed see, that. Same with me, right? Yeah. yeah I, I think I enjoyed yeah. that experience so much. Uh, and the way I, I played that game, I wouldn't want to make it more arcadey like that, you know, worrying about time and stuff. It was more uh, of the experience of taking these guys down for the first time. It's the same reason why I, I won't watch um, The Sixth Sense again. I watched that mm. movie once. I know the twist in that story. I never want to see it again. That's fair. Mm, yeah. Well, if anybody out there is interested, though, there's the, the time attacks, and you can get, like, uh, speaking of Eco, you can get uh, Eco's sword. Oh, cool. And uh, it, it kills any Colossus in just one stab. Oh, wow. Sure. Yeah. That's pretty neat. I was wondering what was in the extras. Yeah, or a fruit map or a lizard map, which are, I think, much more helpful. Hmm, only that would be. Yeah. How, about, uh, how about you, Vox? Would you recommend this to other people to play? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's it, it's like uh, Kevin just said. It's it's very unique. Um, it, it's they they go through the trouble of creating this entire different world, and and part of that I, I don't think we commented on before is they don't speak a language. You know, there's this made up language that they use throughout right. the game, and we get subtitles for it. Mm-hmm. So it makes it a little bit more believable that you are in this completely unknown environment where you can completely detach any um, basic uh, thing about our own world. You know, all, all that there is is that emotion that you want to help this person. Right. And this game, I guess it came out, what, 2005? That was mm-hmm. after, you know, first-person shooters and stuff started to make their their way as the, the preferred gaming 
vehicle mm-hmm. for most people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this this was kind of like coming out at a very difficult time for a game this unique and different, trying to stand out over what would very soon become the whole, you know, online multiplayer deathmatch kind of gaming <laughs> that we have today. Right. So I, I am a little surprised that the game did find an audience as well as it did when it came out because it it was difficult to try to get something out there then that wasn't Halo or Call of Duty and, and, you know, forget about it. I think now if this game were coming out, probably not a lot of people would regard it as highly because so much of the gaming population is, is so focused on, you know, leaderboards and and achievements and all that and i i was really glad i don't know does the ps3 version give you trophies and things yeah because yeah. 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 I, I i was thinking as i was playing through it on the ps2 i'm so glad that i don't see this little bloop, you know achievement <laughs> unlocked yeah. come up because it would totally break the feel of the game right uh you can and, you can turn them off and that's that's how usually i play i i don't have any of those notifications come off and i completely ignore them Maybe yeah, at the end of the can, game, I'll I'll look and see, and I'll be like, "Oh, I got so many achievements for this." Great. Right. Yeah, and there wasn't many in that game either. Yeah, this is a game you can just totally immerse yourself in and just focus on the simple task at hand. And you know, it's it's definitely uh, more of an experience than a game. It's it's, yeah, it's something I that, that yeah. I will play again at some point. But like you said, those those extras and bonuses. I mean, what's the point of going into it if you can just take them down in one hit? That's not the point of this game. Right. You know what? I'll take it back. I I think I would play this game again. I just wouldn't do all that New Game Plus stuff. I think I'll play it again, you know, straight up. Right. And and you can't really think of a a different medium for this this type of art, if you want to call it anyway. Like, it it would be a terrible book. It would be a, a horrible movie. True. Really, really, yeah. a game is is really the only medium that you can kind of deliver this, right? Yeah, yeah for that's sure. True. To get that same experience, and that addition of the uh, their own language, I think that was a really good addition. I think you're right. Yeah, there's very few games that do that, and they they have to be very minimalistic because I don't think most people, even if they enjoy the game, going through the entire game with some nonsense language of, of constant dialogue and information, right. it would get very difficult after a while. I agree. And just right. to elaborate a little, or just point out um, how this game found an audience, it was a very late PlayStation 2 release, too. It came out in 2005, October 2005, yeah. and I think the 360 was like a month away. I think it came out in November yeah. of 2005, so... Oh, yeah, that's true. It's a very late release. Hmm. Yeah, it was kind of like a last hurrah for the PS2 era. Now, you know, everything is first-person shooters. Yeah. Sad but true. How about uh, how about you, P One? Would you recommend this to other people? Are you still there? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, would I recommend it to other people? <laughs> the this game is spoken of very highly in any gaming circle, um, and I can definitely see the glimpses of this game that could make it. Like could give it that that greatness that that sort of overwhelming awe that you have when you're playing it. If to recommend it to somebody, the controls did not age well for me, and I think if it wasn't for the ending, 
Uh, I would say definitely not. But the ending actually sort of redeemed the game for me in some small way. And uh, it it's really hard to, like... <laughs> you have we to... Could, we could... We could safely say that the game isn't for everybody. It's for a lot of people, but not yeah, for everybody. Right. You have if, you're, to if you're not play into, this. if you're not into, or if you're into story, uh, this game is not going to deliver uh, an, a, de- a deep story for you. If you're a type of person that can't uh, look past sloppy controls, then this game is not for you. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But before we close up, I think maybe we should head over and. Uh read some of the responses on the forums and maybe Twitter. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Twitter was uh, relatively quiet this month for the game, uh, but uh, there was a lot of uh, activity on the announcement video on YouTube, so um, I'll pick out a couple of comments from there if you want to pick out some from the forums. Sure. Perfect. Uh, Future Matt 5 uh, on YouTube, he mentioned that he loved these games, uh, Eco and Shadow of the Colossus, Um, so he was excited about the pick. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, the encyclopedia from uh, our en- encyclopedia mm-hmm. from uh, Rated Stars from uh, from League of YouTube Gamers. Right. He uh, he thought it was a great choice, um, and uh, he really it's one of the games that he enjoyed. Vintage Video Game Geek was excited because it's one of the few games that he's actually uh, played and beaten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, they had a lot of comments. Uh, There's a few on the forums here too, like Low from uh, who we had on the podcast before. Um, from andthenshegames.com. She said that uh, she loves this game, too. You know, there's a lot of love for this game. Uh, yeah. The Nintendo Doctor, same thing. Yep. Yeah, but uh, this has been his backlog, so hopefully he finally got a chance to get through it. Yeah. But I think that's the thing, is if people haven't played it, they're wanting to play it. It's just one of those games that sits on the back burner, and once you get a chance to dive in, you'll, you'll be hooked, trust me. Ish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nine times out of ten. Yeah. Well, um, that just about wraps up our episode ten on uh, Shadow of the Colossus. Before we go, we want to give a, a heartfelt thank you to all three of our guests. Every chance we get to, to speak to you guys is a treat for us. Um, so it's it was really nice to have you all on board for this month's game. So thank you very much for being here. That was awesome. Uh, our thanks pleasure. for having us. And uh, please just tell our, our listeners where they can find you uh, when you're not uh, talking about games and trying to change P1's mind. So, uh, Kevin, <laughs> let, you, let them know where you're at. I would never try to change your mind. I would just try to make you see the light. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Buried on Mars on YouTube. You can check me out. Uh, you know, if you like me on here, then check out my channel. I got some stuff planned. I got some really retro stuff uh, planned that's going to be coming out very soon. So, I'll tickle... Tickle your feet with a feather? No, I don't know. <laughs> There's some analogy what there. What kind of Anyways. video are you doing? <laughs> no, it's supposed to be uh, tickle you with a feather. It's supposed to like... Uh-huh. You know what? <laughs> Barry on Mars at YouTube. There you go. Perfect. Can't wait. Uh, Vox, why don't you let us know where we can find you? Uh, I am Ramvox. I'm on YouTube. Um, I put up videos when I have the time. Um, Tickle my fancy. (laughs) (laughs) Tickle my fancy. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Just come check out my channel. You'll see videos on Japanese games and other stuff that I'm doing game related. Uh, You can also check me out on Twitter, The Ramvox. Um, That's it. That's me. Perfect. 
And last but certainly not least, Mr. Lasagna, tell us about Round 2 Gaming and where to find it. Yeah, so you can find me on YouTube at the Round 2 Gaming channel. And uh, I got some memorabilia reviews coming up. I got the entire Resident Evil 1 figure line on. Oh, cool. And then uh, Shadow of the Colossus uh, one coin figure collection. So those are coming up soon, as well as some pickup videos. And you can find me on Twitter at round underscore two underscore gaming. Or on Facebook at uh, round two gaming community page. Fantastic. So everybody definitely check them out. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you know where to find myself and my, my brother who is, I guess, this month slightly less good at games compared to me, seeing as he needed two, uh, two upgrades. That's what I'm going to say on my, my tombstone when we go. Not as good at... Better, slightly better at Shadow of the Colossus than P2. But uh, if, uh, if you're listening to this because you happen to just uh, stumble across it on Podomatic or iTunes, where it's both available, um, you can see more of us at www.cartridgebros.ca. And as well, if you want to join the club... Please join the forums. Uh, get on there. There's a list of what games are coming up. We are always looking for new guests, and uh, we're always looking for more people to be interactive with because this is essentially about the community and about uh, bringing us all closer together and finding people to talk about common things with. So please uh, please get out there and get involved. And uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. What game do we have coming up next month? Oh, next month. Speaking of atmospheric games with uh, wonderful, uh, expansive uh, worlds, we have Bioshock for the PlayStation yeah. 3. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, uh, I've actually already beaten this game once, um, but I'm really looking forward to diving back into Rapture. Pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. looking forward to it, too. Yeah. So that should be a good one. So as everybody knows... Uh, Unless it's your first time listening to the podcast, we don't script endings. We leave them up to the guests. So uh, I'm going to be tickled pink with the uh, selection they give us, I imagine. (laughs) So, uh, gentlemen, why don't you take us home? There will be no feathers or feet in my next video or any other video. (laughs) 